Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by My Free Tax Challenge. Here's the thing, taxes suck, they're no fun, but we've all gotta file them. In my free tax challenge, I'm gonna walk you through the five steps you need to take to get your tax documents organized for this tax season. Then you'll be ready to send your stuff off to your accountant, or if you wanna self-file, you can follow my step-by-step screen share video tutorials inside the tax challenge itself to file your taxes on your own with ease. Sign up at www.bradendrake.com forward slash tax challenge and invite your friends. It's going to be a party. You're going to love it. Well, hello there, friend. I hope that you are having a fabulous, fabulous day. I'm coming at you today with a little bit of a different podcast episode. And what I want to talk about, the title is building a business that can sustain you. So what does that mean exactly? We could definitely talk about sustaining your physical, mental, and emotional health, and we will for sure. But what I mostly mean is that we need to build a business that can sustain us financially. So I would argue that the key difference between playing business and running a business is whether you're committed to building a business that can financially sustain you. So that was kind of a little confusing, but let's think about this. I think a lot of the time when we're getting started, especially if you're in Facebook groups, if you go to business meetups, you'll hear people talk about the difference between a hobby or a business. Oh, well, my friend told me that I just have a hobby and I don't need to report my income on my taxes. No, you're trying to make money from a legal and tax perspective, you have a business. But beyond that, even if we legally have a business, we might still treat ourselves as a hobbyist, meaning we're not taking ourselves too seriously. Um, Well, we should never take ourselves too seriously, but we're not taking our businesses as seriously as we should. We're not saving for taxes. We're not focusing on profit. We're not trying to build efficient systems. I think a lot of the times we, especially when we really enjoy what we do, we don't think about efficiencies from the get-go. And then at some point, ideally, you know, if we get enough clients, get enough sales, we're going to run out of time. And then at that point, it's hard to build in efficiencies when you don't have that much time. So, what I'm kind of getting to here is the difference between like, there's a difference between playing business. Like I, you know, I'm kind of over here and I'm, I'm having fun, but I'm not real focused on profit. Um, and there's a difference between that and actually running a business where you want to focus on profit and doing so in a way that can actually financially sustain you. So what does this mean? Financially sustaining yourself with your business. Well, it means actually being able to pay all of your bills from the profits of your business. So, you know, at this point, we all have cell phones to pay for, right? We have cell phones, we have rent, we have a whole litany of personal expenses. We might have student loan debt, credit card debt, other types of debt. We might need to save for emergencies. Maybe we wanna save to buy a house. Maybe we want to save for vacation, all this kind of stuff. We have to have money to pay for our lives. That's an unfortunate unfortunate reality that we all have to deal with. So the question then is how much do we need to make from our business in order to sustain ourselves financially? And how do we get there? So let's start with this first question. First question, 
like I just mentioned, how do we know how much we need to make in business to sustain ourselves? So consider first your monthly expenses. So we just talked about some of them, student loan payments, rent, utility bills, cell phone bills. If you have children, you know, whatever expenses come with children. I don't have children, but I know that they're expensive. So do the math on that yourself. Add all of that up and then think, what does this cost you per month? So what's your monthly overhead, like in your personal life? Like how much do you need to make to just comfortably exist in the world on a monthly basis? Ideally to maintain the lifestyle that you currently have or to step into the next, you know, if we're going to tear this shit out, like the next tier of a lifestyle that you want to go to. So maybe you live in a studio right now, you have a one bedroom, maybe you want to move into a one bedroom or a two bedroom, you get the picture. So what kind of money do you need to make in order to support that lifestyle? That's, you know, kind of like your personal expenses. So what's that per month? Now consider that generally a healthy business, and this is going to depend a lot on industry, obviously, but a healthy business is usually going to have around a 70% profit margin. And this does not include tax. So for example, if you make $10,000 a month and you're operating at a 70% profit margin, that means that you have $7,000 in income and $3,000 in expenses. So quick note here, I said that this does not include your tax. I actually just had a conversation about this the other day with my husband. Every time we talk about my business profit, we're like always miscommunicating because he always equates business profit to take home pay. And I always tell him when I tell you what my business profit is, I'm talking about the income that my business is profiting before taxes, not after taxes, because I'm always thinking about this from a tax perspective. The IRS doesn't care how much money I'm paying in taxes when I'm reporting my profit on which they'll calculate the tax. It's just income minus expenses. So when I talk about your profit or your take home, usually when I say profit, I'm talking about business income minus deductions. When I say take home, I'm talking about that profit minus the taxes. So let's assume that your tax savings need to be 30%. So this is the high end. But the reason why I'm saying 30% is because we're talking about building a business that can sustain you. So most likely, once you get to the point where you have a business that can sustain you, you're going to be in the higher tax brackets. And even if you only need to be saving, you know, 10% of your income now, it's probably going to be closer to that 30% down the road. So we're paying 30% towards expenses. And that's assuming that we've already gotten pretty profitable, 30% towards taxes. That only leaves us with 40% of our income left over, 40% of our business income. So I also like to add in some cushions. So consider things that you are not even thinking about right now. So maybe you haven't started saving for retirement. You'd love to be the person that saves to go on a nice vacation every year. Maybe you want a Peloton, a Louis Vuitton bag, whatever you want to spend your money on. That's up to you. So we have to think about that as well. And once we want to add that in, maybe that's another 15% of our income. I'm specifically using 15% because A, I think that's pretty reasonable um, for those goals. Usually we want to save 15% just to retirement, but maybe you do 10 and use the other five for some fun savings. Now that takes your take-home pay from your business down to 25% because we had 30 for tax, again, 30 for expenses, 15% to this other category. And this leaves us with this nice round number of 25% of income left over. So now you're left with 25% of your business income to pay for all those personal expenses we talked about earlier. And again, like note here that I'm assuming that you don't have other sources of income. So 
I'm assuming that for most of us, our goal is to go full-time in our business so that our business can fully sustain ourselves without another full-time job. If you have a spouse that you know pays for part of your expenses, then you're gonna need less money in your business to sustain yourself. So with all the figures I just gave, we are thinking about 25% of our business income is what's left over to pay for the lifestyle that we currently have or the one that we want to step into soon. So the way I look at it, you need to take the amount of the take-home pay you probably think at this point in time that you think that you need and multiply it by four in order to have a business that can truly sustain you. And this is why I've said in the past that everyone should strive to build at least a six-figure business. And I don't, I don't say that because I think that we should all be money hungry and that we all need to be like rich capitalists. But it's because the reality is after self-employment taxes and business expenses, a low six-figure income is probably going to net us like forty dollars to $50,000 a year. And in most cities nowadays, that's not a whole lot to work with. And please do not take this as a personal insult if you're like below that in your business right now, even if your total household income is below that, that's okay. Like we're all at a certain position. But I, what I'm arguing is that if you want to live very comfortably and meet the financial goals that you probably have, you're going to need to be making at least that amount or more. Maybe not. You know, maybe you're a nomad, um, you have very low overhead. That's amazing. So when you break this down, it, it may feel like a little bit of a buzzkill, to be honest. I totally get it, but it's a reality. And it's a reality that I wish that I knew better and understood better when I started my business, because if nothing else, it would have prepared me better for the journey, for the process, for the amount of time it would have taken me to get profitable. Like I, I still am not anywhere close to my end goal, but it took me twice as long as I expected just to get to the point where I felt like I could contribute a fair amount to my household expenses, like with my husband, right? because I didn't realize all the money and time and effort that would go into building a business. So now we know kind of this financial mark of where we need to get, hopefully, to build a business that can sustain us financially. But how do we get there? So there's multiple sides to this. So first, you have to identify what it is that you're doing, right? If you're at the very beginning of your business, then you have to crack the marketing side of things. So Obviously, you got you to get clients and customers if you want to make the money. But while you're doing all of that, and those aren't really the things that I teach on, there are lots of great podcasts on that out there. But while you're doing all of those things to grow your business, you have to do it while getting your mindset right and the back end of your business right. And that's what I help you with, ideally. So you need to have a CEO mindset which means focusing on profit, efficiency, and the longevity of your business. So focusing on profit, obviously we have to have decent profit if we're ever gonna build a business that can financially sustain ourselves. Because if we're only operating at 30% profit, well, it's like, shit, now we have to gross $300,000 in order to have enough money after taxes to, to pay for shit. That's a lot of money. So we need to focus on profit early on in our business to build good habits as we grow. We also need to focus on efficiency because it's one thing just to make a lot of money, but if it's you know taking us 15 hours of work a day to do that, that's not very scalable, right? We need to build in efficiencies early on so that we can scale our business to be profitable in the long run. And we also have to think about longevity of our business. We can't you know just hop on 
trends without thinking about, well, is this going to be smart in the long run? Is the thing that I'm doing today going to detract from my goals in the long term? And also is overworking, again, this goes back to efficiency, going to kill the longevity of my business. So all the kind of things we need to think about when we have a CEO mindset. We also have to get the back end of our businesses, right? So this includes creating systems to pay our taxes and scale into the right business entities. It means paying ourselves regularly, which a lot of people don't do, so that we can build consistency and routine into our finances. Also, if your finances, if your business finances are always a hot mess express, you're just transferring money like willy nilly whenever you want, not a good system, not sustainable. You have no idea how much money you're actually taking home. That could be a whole separate podcast. So you need to pay yourself regularly. It also means putting together a full cash flow management system to make all of this happen. So again, I think it comes down to the difference between like playing business versus building a business. We want to push all this stuff off to the side when we're first starting out. But the reality is, it's much easier to focus on these metrics early on. Like if you're making $500 in a month, then you can focus on, well, how much did I profit? What were my expenses? Okay, I, I had $250 in expenses. My profit was 50%. Let's really think about that and think about how we want our profit margin to increase as we grow. A lot of the time, business owners don't think about this until they're spending thousands of dollars a month on their expenses and realizing that they're working way too hard to take home such little amounts of money. And if you really change your mindset early on in your business, you can fix this from the outset and take a lot more money home as you start to scale your business. So earlier I mentioned what building a business that can sustain you could look like. And that part of that might mean sustaining your mental, emotional, or physical health. So consider that you can work, you know, your, that your business can help sustain your physical health much better if you're not working 12 hours a day in your business, right? You, you have to have time to exercise, all that good stuff. Your mental and emotional health are going to take a beating also if you're in constant stress mode from unpaying clients to not knowing if you'll have enough money to cover your business expenses because your profit's all out of whack to stressing about taxes and personal expenses. Also stressing about the efficiency in your business, right? So if you're always stressed out about meeting client deadlines because you have too many clients and not enough time, well, that again comes down to an efficiency situation because maybe you've been growing your business without an idea of how much profit you make per client and you're realizing that you're undercharging, you're providing too much, so you have to take on too many clients, then you're out of the time and that stresses you out. You get the picture. So when we're talking about building a business that can sustain you, it does go above and beyond more just the money. We have to think about all these things. So you may have been dealing with a lot of these things over the last year. I know a lot of you, especially if you're in the event industry or any other industry that's just been like punched in the face from COVID, then your stress might be at an all-time high for a sustained period of time. And if that's true, that's understandable, right? There are certain things like I'm preparing a talk on how to recession-proof your business. And the reality is you can't totally prepare for everything, right? Like no one's going to be fully prepared for something like COVID. But ideally, you can prepare yourself for a few months of lost income. And you can prepare yourself with really solid contracts that, so that you don't have to refund as many clients. So when I talk about building a recession-proof business, that's what I mean. And having some of that stuff set up is going to save you 
a lot of stress, most likely. Like I've talked to some business owners who've been completely devastated. They've had to get other full-time jobs, leave their businesses. And I've talked to other business owners who in the past year said, you know what, like it's, it's been hard. I had to put like all my savings goals on pause, but I wasn't worried about making my bills because I had savings in place. Uh, I was able to rebook most of my clients. So the income was kind of on pause, but I had enough to sustain me. And that's the big difference when we talk about preparation. So things to think about. Another note I wanted to kind of give to wrap up this podcast episode is that kind of our, this is going to sound really weird, but our goal in the long run is to make our day-to-day unremarkable. So I was talking about this with some students on a call the other day. And we do, at the beginning of our student calls, we always do, I call them happies and crappies. So you share one thing that's been a really happy thing for you in the past week, one thing that's been a crappy thing. Sometimes like the crappy is like, I wanted to make a grilled cheese for lunch and I'm out of bread, right? Other times the crappy is like, I had a really hateful email from a client. Like you can kind of span the gamut, right? But one of the students said, you know what? Like nothing's really, they said I've, almost feel like I'm in a funk, not really in a funk, just going through the motions. Over the past week, I feel like I've had no happies and no crappies. And I responded and said, so you've had a pretty unremarkable week. And I also noted on the fact that a lot of the times when we say unremarkable, we think of that as a really negative term. But in my mind, I could go Google the actual definition, but in my mind, unremarkable just means I have nothing to remark on. And sometimes, having an unremarkable day or an unremarkable week is something that we pray and hope for, right? Especially like I work with so many wedding professionals and they would, you know, love to have an unremarkable week in the sense that they've had no client cancellations, postponements, no hateful emails. So that's what I'm talking about here. So the final note I want to leave you with is that my goal for you is to build a remarkable business, something that is very great and satisfying and to build a remarkable life. Um, But by doing that with making the day-to-day back end of your operations an unremarkable event, nothing to remark on there. So I hope that made sense. Um, And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want you to think about what it means for you to build a business that can sustain you. If you have any ideas, if you have any takeaways from this podcast episode, please post them in the Facebook group. I would love to hear from you. And I will be back with you on the pod next time. Have a good one. Hey there. Before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.